0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan football returns home this week for another primetime game, this one against number 13 Wisconsin. We dive into the matchup. What to expect from Michigan after losing two straight and from Wisconsin after not playing the past two weeks. That and more on the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. All right, guys, good to be back on a podcast with other people today solo pod yesterday on uh you know michigan basket you know the signing early signing period beginning and uh yeah it was it was it was not easy and it was kind of awkward talking for 12 13 minutes straight but i know i know at least ryan listened because he pointed out something that i didn't say until pretty late
1: yeah listened all 13 minutes of it and heard you butcher mississauga
0: with oh, it's a saga. With yeah i definitely yeah. i definitely did a missus yeah if that's how you say it i definitely saw yeah, like saga.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, all, my, all, all my canadian family would have been disappointed if they listened to you but luckily they, they don't I bas- <laughs> yeah i
0: basically did mississippi except instead of it be agua so <laughs> i did it at the end but okay but yeah no uh the, the basketball team is uh you know, the signing period is is going on right now for basketball and, and michigan um, i mean it's it's they're all going to sign this week, um, so that is, uh, and it's the number one class in the country. So, uh, yeah, big deal, big deal going on with Michigan basketball. I know some people I've seen on social media are ready to turn the page from this football program to the basketball, uh, given what's happening. But, but we're certainly not not on this podcast. At least we're talking, you know, we're talking Michigan Wisconsin this Saturday. But you know, I think first it's helpful since our last pod was Monday on football. You know, for those people who only get their Michigan football news through this podcast, you know. What did they miss? What are the what are the key storylines that have that have come out of the program in the last few days?
2: I guess the biggest on field storyline at this point is is Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, they're going to be without him for lo- what looks like the rest of the season. Uh, he's an ankle injury. Jim Harbaugh said Monday that he's going to require surgery. Uh, you now he didn't say he's going to be out for the rest of the year, but I you know you kind of assume that he will. be. It, it was it looked like it was a serious ankle injury. He called it a fracture, uh, so it looked like a broken broken ankle. So they're going to be without A. Hutchinson, arguably one of their their top defensive linemen uh, for the rest of the year. Now, that certainly doesn't help because Michigan has struggled to get pass rush to begin with these first three games. Uh, So we'll see how Michigan fills the void. I expect, and we've written about this this week, but expect more playing time for Taylor Upshaw, more playing time for Luigi Villain. And it sounds like some of the younger guys as well. Gabe Newberg could see some time. Chris Jenkins could see some time. You're going to see a lot of guys, I think, rotating in and out at defensive end. Um, not only that, but I mentioned Cody pay, but there's, there's some uncertainty with him as well. He left the game in the fourth quarter against Indiana with an injury, did not come back. Um, so Michigan, not only, you know, they were, they're down two starting offensive linemen last week. And again, both of those guys, Jalen, Jalen Mayfield and Ryan Hayes are questionable. Again, this week, Jim Harbaugh said, uh, Michigan could be without it's two starting defensive ends. So they're, they're certainly limping here at this point. They got a lot of guys out, a lot of new faces playing. Uh, and with Wisconsin coming to town on Saturday, it's probably not the best situation to be. in.
0: Yeah. What, what is the drop off there? I mean, either you, you know, at, at, without Hutchinson.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty significant. I, I you know, Aiden, well, he wasn't getting a ton of pass rush. You know, he's, he's reliable. He, he draws double teams from the, the opposing, the opposing teams. So he he requires a lot of attention. And I think, uh, you know, without him there, whether it's, you know, whether it's Luigi filling the void or Taylor Upshaw filling the void, um, you know, Wisconsin, for instance, on Saturday, they'll be able to redeploy some of the resources on the offensive line, so that they'll be able to put it elsewhere. So it's it certainly it certainly hurts. You know, they they like not only not only is playing the field, but eight hundred is largely regarded as a leader on the team. So to see him go down like that, it certainly doesn't help the morale either.
1: And you saw it against Indiana too. I mean, Aiden went down early in the game and Michigan really did not generate much pass rush at all. Um, I mean, they had a few quarterback hurries, but yeah, that was definitely not a, a strong suit for them uh, on Saturday. So I think you're, especially if Cody pay is, isn't available either. I mean, there's going to be a, a massive drop off um, between those two and, and the death
0: behind them. Um you know, Jim Harbaugh was was asked about kind of his his future at, at Michigan, and you know, it's something we we talked about on this podcast on Monday before Harbaugh made his comments about you know kind of you know where where this program is going, um, and uh, you know, and, and Harbaugh's future. I guess did anything from his comments surprise you
2: or, or stand out or. No, nothing surprising. I only get to see
0: some emotion from him
1: again. It's feel like it's
2: been a while. <laughs> yeah, he he was a little you know annoyed um, as he is every year. I mean, these comments come up literally every single season he's been here. This I believe stemmed from a report last week from Yahoo Sports, uh, Pete Thamel, who wrote that Buzz was filtering through NFL front offices that Jim Harbaugh is open to return to the league. Um, No, no, P. P is a respectful reporter. Um, He gets a lot of things right. He reports a lot of things. Um, So I'm not saying what he said isn't accurate, but it certainly isn't something that Jim Harbaugh wants to hear or read, uh, nor does he want his players or recruits to see that either. Um, So it just kind of further adds to the speculation of Jim Harbaugh's future at Michigan. As we all know, his contract is up in about 14 months, a little under now at this point no sign of an extension. So it adds to the pile, but Jim, you know, he, he did his own unique way of shooting it down as he has every year. I mean, he's every year, he seems to find a different thing to say this year. It was, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to let his actions speak for his words. He wasn't, he didn't really deny anything. He didn't say, you know, he's asked point blank about his future at Michigan, how long he wants to be here. He didn't answer it, but he said, I'll leave my, I'll let my actions speak for it. And I think it was, to me, it was an insinuation or at least it was a, point of him saying that, hey look I've stayed here all right you know I've been here five plus Mm -hmm. years some folks thought you know when he first got here some folks wondered if he was going to be here long term because as we all know Jim Harbaugh never really stays in in one place for more than four four years so he has been here longer than maybe some folks thought he would be and I I think that's what he the point he was trying to make is I haven't gone anywhere you know up to this point so why would I go anywhere now
0: yeah okay well now he's got to try to turn it around against you know a good Nebraska team uh I look. the last time Michigan lost three straight regular season games again, they've lost, you know, if you count into the bowl game, it's happened more recently, but you know, right. Three straight regular season games was Brady hoax last year in 2014. So they're trying to avoid uh, that. And it's going to be against yeah, Wisconsin team ranked number 13 in the country, but it's a unique situation. They, they played their opener big 10 game of the season on the, that Friday night and have not played since um, had a COVID outbreak, you know, that's kind of started immediately after that game. And, you know, they had, a, they had to shut down the program. I guess the first thing is just sort of, you know, what do we know about their, their personnel, where they're at um, heading into Saturday's game?
2: We don't know much. I know the quarterback situation remains in flux. I, I think, you know, it was a up about yesterday at MLI, but you know, they're starting quarterback week one, Uh, Graham Mertz you know obviously he he was one of the several players that tested positive coronavirus his status um, while he is still going he's the offensive Wisconsin offensive coordinator spoke Wednesday and said he's still going through the 21 day uh, coronavirus protocol so they're not clear not sure at this point if he's going to play if you go back 21 days it would theoretically he should be cleared to play Saturday but how much you know Graham has practiced this week, and how confident they are, in throwing him out there, you know, remains to be seen. I I I would find it hard to believe he doesn't play and doesn't start Saturday, um, but that just gives I think it, it just forces Michigan to do a little bit more preparation here uh, here on here on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I I think I think you should expect him to to take the field as the starting quarterback against Michigan. I mean, if you look, Chase Wolf, the backup, also tested positive, and he most likely tested after. Um, so he might not even be available for the game, so that would put the onus on Danny Vanden Boom, the third stringer who started the year four-string. But remember, Jack Cohn, last year's starter, had surgery before the season and he's out indefinitely. So I um, mean, I think you got to run with Mertz on on a few practices over over your four-stringer to start the year in most instances. So I mean, we probably won't know until until just before kickoff. But I mean, it would be it would be a pretty safe bet at this point. If, if Mertz is clear, which uh, all indications he will be, he'll he'll be the starter.
2: Preparing for this game is going to be fascinating for Michigan. You know, players and coaches were asked about it. Um, the, the fact that Wisconsin's only played one game this year and Michigan's going on game four. There just There isn't as much film on this Wisconsin team, and, and they lost so many playmakers from last year. You know, Jonathan Taylor's gone. Quinton Stivas is gone. You know, Wisconsin lost its best linebacker. Zach Bond, is gone. So there's a lot of new faces on this on this Wisconsin team, both sides of the ball. Um, and while they haven't really changed from a scheme standpoint, they're still, they still try to be balanced on offense. Uh, they're still trying, they're still you know quick and, and, and powerful defensively. You know, there isn't much to go on. They were efficient in their week one win over Illinois. They scored 45 points on 430 total yards, which is impressive in, in its own regard, but they're pretty balanced offensively. As I said, um, you know, 250 yards passing 180 yards rushing. Uh, they have mo- they're like, they're very interesting because they're like Michigan. They, they got, you know, they had three different backs, uh, get carries, uh, week one, uh, they combined for 170 yards as a, as a group. And then as we all know, Mertz had that fantastic opener, 20 to 21 for 248 yards and five touchdowns. Much of that was in the first half, but they, they looked really, really good, like a well-oiled machine in some regards. I, I, again, it was Illinois, but for week one, they played really well.
0: Right. I mean, I think that's worth pointing out. Of course it was, it was an Illinois team that is now, um, own three, um, you know, gave up uh, four hundred fifty-six yards to Purdue in their next game, and last week five hundred forty-one um, <laughs> to Minnesota in a forty-one to fourteen loss. So, yeah, they they've made a lot of um, you know opposing offenses look good, but still twenty twenty-one so but... yeah, exactly. So it was Michigan. So you know, yeah, Mertz, you can't you can't knock that you know efficient he was in his in his debut. Um, so that will be that will be interesting. I mean, Aaron, you pointed out before we started recording that. You know, it might surprise some people. Maybe not. Maybe not some of the older listeners. But you know, the all-time series Michigan Wisconsin is, is somewhat lopsided. What did you say it was?
2: Yeah, 51, 16, and one. I just happened to look it up. You know, before we mm-hmm. started recording, I was just curious. You know, I knew Michigan obviously had, mm-hmm. had control of it, but see if that out lopsided to me it wasn't surprising. But again, recent years, it's it's obviously been a lot closer. These teams were kind of like trading wins and losses. Yeah, Michigan tends to win Ann Arbor. Uh, Wisconsin tends to win in Madison. So this is a game that you would think Michigan should have or should be able to win. Uh, and whether they do or not, uh, you know, I think it's is up in the air, but it's going to depend on a lot of things to happen here. But, you know, this is a game I, I think Michigan needs to have. Just to, and I, I was thinking about this before we were on the podcast, but I, I think this game Saturday is going to tell us a lot about this Michigan football team. You know, they, they've obviously struggled out of the gate here. They, they lost their last two games. But there's a long way to go. There's some again, some good teams coming up. I know Penn State's 0-3, but I think they're they're better than the record shows. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Penn State looming 10 of the year. So this season could could go one of two ways with this game. I mean, they come out, and play well, and win this win Saturday. It, there's some optimism there. But if they come out, lay another egg on Saturday, play poor defensively and, and or one one dimension on offense, this season could very well spiral out of control.
0: Yeah, the last five games which the two teams have gone you know back and forth was Wisconsin blowout win uh, last year in Madison and Michigan blowout win over the year before but yeah Wisconsin taken six of the last of the last 10 so yeah six <laughs> six of those 16 wins have come in the last uh the last 10 years or, or last 10 matchups but uh yeah it, it's uh, I, I I certainly agree with you that it's a very important game for Michigan and uh I'm not particularly confident that they will win it's a tough one for me, just because of Wisconsin's uncertainty. That um, you haven't seen them in very long, but I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm willing to roll the dice, you know, with the uncertainty uh, versus Michigan of not being particularly good the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I actually am predicting a third straight loss for Michigan. You know, in a victory for Wisconsin in this game on Saturday, what are, what are you guys thinking?
1: Well, in that case, it's looking like our listeners should put some money on Michigan because we're all over three so far this year, and it's looking like we're all all trying to take Wisconsin on Saturday. So,
0: oh gosh, we have to mix this thing up. We have to get a, a win for the pod somewhere
2: along the line. Here's the thing with with me. You know, I could see this game going either way I really could I could see Michigan coming out prepared, playing well out of the gate, and and you know. Just putting together, you know, sixty minutes of good football and eking and out. You said away.
1: that last week too. Again, before I, 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 know.
2: Know. Yeah. I know, I know, I yeah. know. So like this, this year has been so not only with Michigan, just the Big Ten in general. I mean, you've got Michigan and Penn State are combined one and five. You've got Indiana three and in all the top ten. You've got. You know, you've got Northwestern, Northwestern and, Reno, and Purdue right? on top of the West. Yeah, I know. I just Maryland's two and one. It's been a, yeah, Minnesota's one and two. It's so like a lot of, a lot of things you, your preconceived notions coming into this season have kind of gotten thrown out the window here. So every time like we, we think we, we like know something we're proven wrong. So like, I really could see this game going either way. I, I do just because it's at home. Michigan is coming off back-to-back losses uh, for, you know, for just the second time in you in, know in regular season losses in the Jim Harlow era. I have to think Jim's going to have them prepared or at least, you know, ready to play. But again, I'm with Andrew there. Like we we've seen Wisconsin, we've only seen them one game, but they look pretty good. And I, you know, as long as Graham Murch plays on Saturday and I do think he will, um, I just, I don't know if Michigan's gonna be able to stop their offense. I mean, Michigan struggled to stop the run so far. We saw with Minnesota, we saw last week with Indiana, they kind of got their way up front. If, Indiana, if Wisconsin can have some semblance of a balanced offense, I I don't see a, re- a way that Michigan wins this game. I really don't. Their run game has struggled. That they again they may have have to reshuffle the offensive line again. Um, I'm picking Wisconsin in this game. And the score I sent in the other day to our staff and uh, reporter Madison, I had Wisconsin 31-17. I, I think they win this game by one to two scores. Again, I'm leaving the, I'm leaving the Michigan just talent wise. This hasn't shown it to me. But again, I'm leave, I'm going to leave the caveat out there. I, if Michigan comes out ready to play. And and plays a, a mistake free, relatively mistake free game. They could eat it out, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm caveat not accepted. You can't <laughs> predict yeah. a 14 point win. My my or, money, my money is on Wisconsin this week.
0: Fair I I caveat will
2: say the
1: projected. one the the one interesting thing about Wisconsin's opener. I mean, they did carry the ball 52 times and only averaged 3.4 yards per carry. So I mean, it's the the loss of Jonathan Taylor is, is noticeable. So I mean, if they can somehow continue to stop the run and get a little bit better play from their defensive backs. Maybe, maybe they're able to stay in the game. And, but uh, again, there's so, too many question marks for me to, to trust this Michigan team at this point, to pull out a, a victory over what seemingly is a, a pretty solid Wisconsin team.
2: You, you kind of saw that the week one with, with Minnesota. I mean, Muhammad Ibrahim didn't have a ton of like, you know, huge runs or like explosive runs, but they kept, they kept feeding them the football and they kept, you know, getting three and four yards and they kept, you know, eating away at the clock. So I don't know. I mean, Michigan has shown that, that they haven't been able to like the, the gap, the gaps have been there. Teams can have been able to puncture this defensive line. We've seen in the past. Now, look, I don't think it's going to be at Jonathan Abrams levels where someone's going to rush for 150, 200 yards from, from a back, but I think collectively Wisconsin could be able to do it. And if they are if they can do it enough, it's going to open up the passing game. And that's, as we know, that's where Michigan's deep, you know, weakness is defensively. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, I think, uh, We've got a, it's another night game too. What is this? This is oh, God. number two. Number two, but we know we've got another one coming next week as well. Um yeah, you guys sighing. I'll be I'll be on my couch, so it's not a not a huge deal for me. Uh but Michigan, Wisconsin, seven. What another seven forty-four? Essentially, is that what you can count on? Kind of.
2: Seen the official, but that sounds about
0: right. Yeah, seven thirty is what they say for like you know. Turn on your television, Michigan, Wisconsin. How about our? How about you know if, if our Big Ten lock of the week? We've been doing that. I'm, I certainly want to keep it going because I am three and zero with that. So that's what I say. I know nothing about Michigan football, uh, okay, but I'll tell you. I'll give you a lock in the Big Ten. Heck, I'm three and zero, so I'm going first. Going to a matchup between two winless teams, okay? Penn State. And Nebraska.
2: Oh, that was a lot. One of, of them is going to
0: get that's their much. their win this week. It's going to be Penn State, and they're going to cover the three and a half. At least that's what we we had it at um in our thing. Yep, that's what I still see. It is three and a half against Nebraska. Penn State, lock it up.
1: The more I think about that, the one I, I actually, I actually agree with you a little bit there, but I, I'm going to go since I have the best record in the big 10 against the spread this year, among the three of well, us. We both
2: have the same lot. Don't we zoo We do have both. Have so the you same can just speak here. for both of us if you want. I don't
1: oh, oh is, that, is that how we're doing this year? Oh well, yeah. I mean, I was going to take Ohio state to, to cover uh minus 25 against Maryland, <laughs> but obviously that game is no longer happening. So I'm going to, Take, uh, take the Hoosiers this week, minus seven and a half against Michigan State. I mean, I just – I think the the game against Michigan for the Spartans was an outlier, and, and what we saw last week is Indiana is a really good football team. I definitely think they can push, win that game by more than a touchdown and a half. So uh, we're
2: taking the Hoosiers. I was going to take the, the, Indiana, the Indiana spread – I mean, sorry, the Ohio State spread. That wasn't going to be my lock. I was dead set on Indiana from the get-go. I just – I think – I think Indiana is better than some of us think they are, and and Michigan State. I, I think we thought maybe would have tur- could have turned the corner after the Michigan win. You saw what they they go to Iowa City and lay and lay, the, lay an egg and, and struggle and everything else. Um, they might be able to score some points, but I think Indiana just sc- scores way more. And I, I think that seven and a half is just too low. I'm I'm pretty confident in the Hoosiers this weekend. They're going to go four and zero. How high they get in the AP poll next week will be interesting to watch. But the fact that they're in the top ten right now it's pretty impressive for, for Tom Allen and the staff.
0: It's very interesting. I, I went away from my Northwestern team that got me wins the last, last couple of weeks and they're in a matchup of two two undefeated teams. They, they play Purdue, but I just, and I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that so much. One more uh,
2: thing too. I was pretty confident. I didn't pick it, but this is the big 10. I'm, I'm a little more confident this week, but Rutgers minus six and a half, I think is a good bet to take two against Illinois. I, I, I th- obviously Rutgers, I think just from Watching them, both teams. I think Rutgers is just a better team, and it is a home game for them. They they seem they've seemed more prepared the last few weeks. You saw them hang with Ohio State last week. I think Rutgers minus six and a half is is a good bet against Illinois.
1: How many more bags of tricks does Greg in (laughs) having? Oh, geez, that was Um, the most entertaining blowout game I've seen in in there. Was Rutgers (laughs) keeps it fun, man? They they lose in fun ways, I guess.
0: They covered. They covered too.
1: That they did, yeah.
0: You guys gonna watch some uh, high school basketball tonight? Zook, your boy, Amani Bates uh, makes his his debut with his his new super team on ESPN eight thirty.
1: Yeah, eight thirty. I'll I'll turn it off for a little bit before uh, my beer league hockey game. My, my my tape it and watch it afterwards.
0: There you go. Yeah. So people interested in that, Amani Bates, obviously a star here, local star. Um, yeah, you know, playing on ESPN, and and then actually the game after that features a Michigan commit frankie collins part of this uh you know star studded 2021 class um if you want to you know watch watch a little bit of the future of michigan basketball as well but all right michigan wisconsin coverage will be on my.com more preview coverage you know these next couple days and then obviously plenty of coverage after the game thank you for listening